The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, showdown. All eyes are on New Hampshire this morning. Nikki Haley making her case. If you've got a lie to win, you don't deserve to win. It's that simple. But Donald Trump holding a big lead. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. And the other one will be gone in November. We're live with the latest. Then short kings. What's wrong with you? Put on pants. It's cold. It is the annual battle between parents and their kids. Because I'm never cold and it's unnecessary. So, is it safe to wear shorts when it's cold outside? We are settling the great debate. Plus, hello Dolly. We're catching up with the queen of country. How she celebrated her birthday, the new music she just dropped, and her sweet announcement you do not want to miss. And the nominees are the 2024 Academy Award nominations are out this morning. From the frontrunners to the surprises to the snubs, we'll have the details on one of Hollywood's biggest mornings. Today, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. It's Mama's first visit to New York City. From Morganton, North Carolina. Hi to my Aunt Rita watching Orlando. Buena via, venimos de Hawaii. The Today Show to celebrate my birthday from Baltimore. Shout out to Eastside, Connecticut. Good morning to my sister-in-law Margie back home in Virginia. From Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. Kelly turns 13, 13 today. today. <laughs> oh, welcome back. It's a Tuesday morning. What a sweet crowd outside. Aww. Happy y'all are out here braving the elements. Nice hat. It's a big old baseball hat. Uh, we look forward <laughs> to heading out there in a bit. All right, looking ahead to tomorrow on today, Maria Shriver is going to bring us inside the search for a cure to help millions of women who have experienced severe morning sickness. It's called hyperemesis, and there's some new research on this mysterious condition and the treatments bringing hope. A big story tomorrow only on today. be interested in that one. All right, let's get right to our news at 8 o'clock. All eyes on New Hampshire. As voters cast their ballot in the state's Republican presidential primary, Donald Trump's last remaining challenger, Nikki Haley, she's hoping to persuade enough independent voters to pull off a major upset. NBC's Jacob Sobaroff spent some time with some of those independents. He joins us now from New Hampshire with the very latest. Hey, Jacob, good morning. Hey, Hoda. Greetings from Derry, New Hampshire. This is Pinkerton Academy. They say the organizers do that this could be the largest polling location in the United States of America. 20,000 people are registered to vote. It's quiet here now. Already 815 people have come through, but it's those independent candidates, the independent voters, I should say, that the candidates are after. Head to head in the Granite State. Nikki Haley making her final pitch to voters as the last remaining challenger to Donald Trump ahead of today's primary showdown. Look, this is what we're, we're down to. It is now a two-person race. And what that means is, your decision tomorrow is, do we want more of the same or do we want a new generational leader? 
New hope for Haley's campaign came after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race on Sunday. But the latest polls show she still has a steep road ahead. A poll released Monday found the former president with a 19-point lead over Haley. All good reason for Trump to sound confident addressing voters in Laconia, New Hampshire, Monday night. We started off with 13 and now we're down to two people. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. And the other one will be gone in November. Haley looking to pull off an upset by capturing enough of the 40 percent of New Hampshire voters registered without party affiliation. Like Michael Quint, who we first met on Newfound Lake while he was ice fishing days before the 2016 primary here. Trump is interesting. Let's face it, he's a he's a spectacle in itself, right? Personally speaking, I'm leaning toward Bernie Sanders. We went back this week to see how he was feeling ahead of today's election. What's up, Michael? The lake has changed, too. How's life been since I saw you last? As far as expenses, things get more expensive now, um, which is bad. With warmer weather dramatically shortening ice fishing season. This is the worst year I've seen it, actually. So it seems like it's getting worse every year. Climate change? Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Very frustrating. (laughs) Michael told us he ended up voting for Trump in 2016. Back when, if you remember back, I, I call him a spectacle, right? And uh, it really continues to be a spectacle. Then Biden in 2020. I'm not too happy about that either. Honestly, he hasn't done anything good for me. DeSantis is out. Yep. You don't love Biden. Yeah. You're faced with Trump and Haley. Well, she seems to be a go-getter. And maybe it's a time, you know, maybe it's time to give uh, a new candidate a a try. As he contemplated his choices with just hours to go, Michael waited patiently for lake trout and candidates. My feeling is that they should come to me. They should make me understand what they want to do. And you're not seeing any candidates out on Newfound Lake? No, not today. (laughs) (laughs) So the process, how does it work for unaffiliated voters like Michael? You show up with your ID, you go up to one of these poll pads, but if you don't have one, get this. You grab a challenge voter affidavit form and they take a Polaroid picture of you just like this. They tape it to that form and then once they're done with it, come with me. You bring it up here, you bring it to this uh, poll pad location at the front and you go in and vote. Once you're done, you can actually check that out. Change back, basically re-register from Republican or Democrat to unaffiliated. Those are the voters, the ones changing back right now, that candidates are going to be watching very closely tonight, Hoda. It's old school with the Polaroid and filling out the form. All right, Jacob Sobroff for us. Jacob, thank you. A man wanted in the shooting deaths of eight people in suburban Chicago is dead after a confrontation overnight with police in Texas. Officials say it appears that 23-year-old Romeo Nance fatally shot himself. The victims were found yesterday and Sunday at three separate homes. Police have not revealed any motive for the killings, but said that Nance did know all of the victims. They believe he also may be connected to another shooting on Sunday that left one man wounded. A tentative agreement last night ended a strike by faculty and other employees of the California State University system. After just one day, the strike had disrupted the first day of the spring semester across the nation's largest four-year public university system. Nearly 30,000 union members, including professors, librarians, counselors, and coaches, had planned to stay out for the full week. Along with wage increases, the tentative deal extends parental leave from six weeks to 10 weeks. Coming up, guys, probably a struggle in your own house. Kids insisting, sometimes demanding to wear shorts in the dead of winter. So do you cave or do you push them to dress for the weather? Well, 
we're going to have the advice that everyone in the family needs to hear. This is an intervention, okay? And then we've got the amazing Dolly Parton. She will be with us live on Pop Start. She's got a special announcement. We'll find out how she spent her birthday weekend. But first, these messages. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. It's Jean Foot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last crunch berry. No! No one steals my crunch berries. I think you mean my crunch berries. Choose your own crunch venture with Captain Crunch. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Remember that? That's what it looked like when we were getting ready yeah. for the cold. You could barely move your arms. Yeah. Well, things have certainly changed, folks, because these days everyone knows a kid or two, perhaps in your own home, who wears shorts year-round. Yes, or refuses to wear a coat. But when it's as cold as it's been in so many places recently, the question is, should we parents be forcing our kids to dress warmly, or is this just a battle that is not worth our mental and physical energy? <laughs> this morning we are going to attempt to settle this great debate once and for all. What's wrong with you? Put on pants! It's cold! Parents are speaking out, having heard all the excuses. I'm never cold and it's unnecessary. No matter how baffling. You guys are crazy! It's that time of year when temperatures drop, snow falls, and kids continue to insist on wearing shorts, launching the seasonal battle between kids and parents. Eileen Breidenbecker, a mom of two from Bridgewater, Massachusetts, says she gave up the fight. He's not going to wear them, so he's going to be late to school. It's going to be a fight every morning. So I figured, let him go to school, learn his lesson, and eventually he'll start wearing pants. But 10-year-old Jacob is sticking with his plan. Pants are not comfortable. For other kids, it can be a fashion statement. 15-year-old friends Tavia Seitz and Kate Sobel often refuse to wear coats because they say it's embarrassing. They'd rather brave the cold. Now, would a coat be the solution to our problems? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> but do are we, we willing to risk everything to do that? No, we are not. <laughs> no, we no. are not. What many parents want to know, can letting your kids choose their own winter outfits be harmful? 
Experts say to be aware of extreme weather, but other concerns parents often worry about may be unfounded. Turns out just being exposed to the cold is not more likely to make you sick. It can make you not feel great if your body is really, really cold, but it doesn't make it more likely for you to catch a cold. So what are parents to do? Many say they're making it work with what's best for their kids. Choose your battles. This isn't one of importance. It's clothing. He's, he or she is going to be fine. And on this school day, at just 30 degrees outside, Jacob stands by his outfit choice. This is what he wears to school every day. I can tell you. All right, yeah. listen, we have a lot of thoughts. Lots. We are living this at home. Okay, my seven-year-old boy only would wear shorts. My nine-year-old, same thing. Same, with London. And I finally just hid the shorts. Right. That was my solution. I'm not there in the did. morning. That's I just good. took the shorts, That's put them away for the, and now he has no choice. Down. This is family psychologist, Dr. Jennifer Arson. Oh, yeah. So, Jen, <laughs> what do you think? What should we do? I have a feeling you're all going to jump on me. I think you have to pick your battles, Wes, with anything, right? And we were all talking about the slippery slope of what do you give, what do you take away, what happens. Mm-hmm. Hiding them is great, right? We did seasonal transfer, right? Spring and summer stuff went away. Winter stuff came down. But I think, do you need to have the battle every morning? Or do you kind of come up with an agreement, not when you have to get out the door, that if it's a certain temperature, you can wear the shorts. If it's below a certain temperature, like, is this the kind of hill you need to die on? And that's the question. Yes, Carson. My thing is that they, like, it's, it's 32 degrees out. Puts more clothes on because they're in the mud room and they're about to walk out right. into the cold winter. They're going into a car that's that's heated. Then they're going into a heated building. Hear about how this, The school is always so hot. Are they really putting themselves in that much danger? They're not. I mean, the truth is, is that whereas we used to be outside for a long period of time, and yes. even with all of our layers yes. be freezing, they're not outside that much. So, and, and one of the things that I learned in kind of doing a little crowdsourcing is they might not, for high schoolers especially, might not have a locker. So they, don't have, they have to carry their coat or they have right. to do this stuff. So it becomes a big problem. What and if your so kid we, does walk? I mean, my kids walk to school. It's 15 yeah, minutes. A lot of them do. The wind yeah. blows. Yeah, it's 22 degrees. Right. And he thinks that he's a basketball star dressed like Steph Curry in a tank top and shorts. Like, we can't let that happen. No, you want them to be safe. A little bit of time outside in the cold is not going to make them safe. It's not going to make them sick. I'm sorry. And Mm -hmm. so we want to be smart about it, right? So you're going to have that conversation. So you want to think of a couple things when we have that conversation, right? We want to, like, why do they want to be in shorts and tank tops? That's what we want to know. But I don't care about the why. Well, there are two parts of parenting styles. In the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, parents said, Put your pants on. You're going to work. Now we're like, why do you want to wear shorts? Do you? How do you feel? This isn't yeah. even about shorts. It's about street. every single thing. Right. right. Well, so, Jen, <laughs> what's the right Jen, way to parent? We're what's, not, what's the opposite of oh gentle parenting? Because that's what we're all about. So, <laughs> well, but, you know, I agree with that a little bit. I think that we've we've kind of crossed into a line of too much negotiation, yeah. too yeah. much debate, yeah. all of those things. And, you know, hard-handed, this is the only way, isn't necessarily the best way either. So I want to know, my own curiosity, I want to lean in with the curiosity of, well, why, I might still say you have to wear the shorts, but I might still want to know, why do you not well, like my like, kid I would mean, say, because none of my friends yeah. wear. Right. Right. So, so what is, is, what's the answer to that? This is a big argument. And I think we ha- we can't ignore the fact that young people sure. during this time want to be like their friends. Right, we right. want them to be individuals. We want them I to think, learn who I they are. Media, they want to be but, liked. But they want to be liked. They want to be accepted. They want to be part of the group. Right. Guess what? So did all of us. Yeah. Right? We wore the same sneakers. We wore the same socks. We did all those things. We just wore pants. I have texted other moms and been like, can you, let's get on the pants train together. Oh, yeah, I that's like a good double idea. Yeah, I like yeah. this. If you're a certain age... That's good. I was paying attention to both. It's like we're not on television. That was good. That <laughs> yeah. moment. So, 
Why are 11-year-olds going into Sephora like it's a Toys R Us? Can you answer that? <laughs> yes, I can, but that's a okay, whole other segment. segment. Yeah, I got two uh, little girls at I, Sephora. I, it's a whole other segment. Sephora. Sephora. I'll tell you more tomorrow. You through the window. You can't go in the store. And you have okay. more leniency or more okay. kind of ability to deal a 7-year-old than a 17-year-old. Okay, so we got to go. Thank you, Jen. We have to Talk go. To Did we settle it? Thank I don't you, think so. No, we never settle it. More questions and answers, but that's good. Thank you very much. If you want to weigh in on this great debate, you can go to our website. Because I said so. Today.com. Doesn't my house. Uh, it will only mean something Roker. if you follow through. Go to Roker. You got to follow through. <laughs> Remember this? He looks like London. He looks like my kid. What's wrong? Let them wear the shorts. If they get cold, they'll put on long pants. Oh, just let them go. Let them go. Maybe they should pick. Yeah. Maybe they should pick their battles. Why are we always? You all said you're all talking at the same time. How about talking about that? Now we're afraid to. <laughs> See, that's that's 70s parenting. Right? That's, yeah. it. That's, that's it. That's it. Zip it and move on. And Just because your friends are jumping off a bridge, are you jumping off too? Yeah. That's what my mom used to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah I am. Anyway. All right. <laughs> oh, it's exhausting. Uh, icy travel through the Great Lakes, a flood risk down through the lower Mississippi River Valley. We've been watching this all week. Milder highs in the plains and some wet weather moving in the Pacific Northwest and more showers through the Southwest. And that is your latest weather. We are right, we so get excited to get special yeah. pop start. Enough with the parenting. Uh, let's start with Billy Joel, ladies and gentlemen, because the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer is in a new music state of mind yesterday, announcing plans to release his first new single in decades. The track is titled Turn the Lights Back On. It drops Thursday, and the Piano Man revealed a little sneak peek on social media. I mean, any piano, mm, you, yeah. you like it immediately. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's Billy Joel. Turn the lights back on. Can't wait to hear that in its entirety. Mm-hmm. It comes out Thursday, February First, let's get right to our main event. What we've been waiting for all morning. The one and only Dolly Parton. We can exclusively announce that Dolly is releasing a new line of baking products with Duncan Hines. It's Ooh. their third year collaborating together. This time they're whipping up breakfast treats. Ooh. Like Dolly's like pancakes, ah. soda, blueberry muffins, some tasty dessert. Okay. We're lucky enough to here in the studio have a slice of Dolly's favorite chocolate cake we can have mm-hmm. a bite of. But first, before we dig in, let's oh. say good morning to the national treasure that is Dolly Parton. Yes! Hey, good morning. <laughs> Happy belated birthday Happy. to you, Dolly. It's so great to have you. And tell us a little bit about your new line. Oh, well, I'm always excited about everything we're doing. We've had such great success. And of course, we've got a lot of new things coming. We've got chocolate and yellow cake mix and muffin mixes. And we even got buttermilk pancakes Ooh. in addition to all the great things that we've been stocking the shelves with. So I'm very excited about all of it. Well, Dolly, we're partial to your cake mixes. We've all enjoyed them. How was your 78th birthday party? Well, it was good. I made myself a Duncan Hines birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. Well, you had a nice birthday gift. Your album, I want to mention, was an early Christmas gift, uh, actually, because Rockstar, it debuted at number three on Billboard's Hot. It's the highest charting Dolly record of her career. Wow. Congratulations. We got the deluxe issue as a birthday gift. Is there a genre? We saw some of the rock tracks on there, like Hit Me With Your Best Shot and Sweet Dreams. Dolly, is there a genre of music that you haven't covered yet that you'd like? to? Uh, well, there's several styles of music that I love, and I might get around to them later on, but I've always wanted to do a rock album because my husband, Carl, is a huge rock fan, and I kind of grew up in that house with him listening to all that, so it made perfect sense to do that, but if a big old notion hits me to try something else that 
I think I might can do fairly well, then I might do that. But right now, I'm busy selling cake. Dolly, <laughs> Dolly when you're in that kitchen, when you're, when you're baking your Duncan Hines cakes, I assume that you're listening to some music. What's on your playlist these days? What's Dolly listening to? Well, usually when I'm in the kitchen, I'm still working on other things. So when I was baking a lot of these things when we started, I was trying to listen to the mixes of the rock album. And then I was also listening to a lot of the rock albums, the original cuts by the original artists that I was lucky enough to get a chance to have sing with me on this. And of course, we even put out a, a rock star uh, a baking collection fun thing. Somebody said, what's in it? Spike brownies? I said, no, no, <laughs> no, just good stuff. And we just had, I just listened. Whatever. I just call on Alexa. Play some Yacht Rock. Alexa. Play some Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Just like us. Wow. God. Dolly, what's Carl's uh, favorite thing that you bake? Well, he loves everything I cook. He's also a big sweet eater. And he loves chocolate more than anything else. So my favorite, too, is the chocolate cake that we do. So it's like I have to always make something chocolate for him. I call him a chocolate Yeah. Well, Dolly, happy belated birthday to you. We got you a little something there in Nashville. Maybe your team can bring it in for you. You've got plenty of flowers in your kitchen, but we got some more to add to it we from us you. here at yeah, the Today Show in New York. Oh, happy yeah. birthday, Dolly. Happy birthday, Dolly. We love you. Right. And you can find Hello, that latest line. That's the meat cake. Duncan Hines, rolling out nationwide right now. We're going to go to today.com if you need more details. All right, so still good. ahead. Thanks, Dolly. Thanks. More eating to All come. Right. Chef Will Coleman's recipe for comfort classic roast chicken oh. that's full of cozy oh, yeah. flavors. Love those gloves. decided to stay out here and that is a very large hat sir yes can you what's is there a story behind this very large hat uh i just i just uh have this big hat that i got at a hockey game so Love i it. since i didn't have to bring my poster i put i just put the poster on my hat wow, it looks great <laughs> it makes you stand out exactly. yeah. You're really and, stand and hoda out. who's that standing next to the guy with the big hat this is jenny i went to high school with jenny okay. we're we're Fort Hunt Federal. Oh, I love you that. You know what? You see, it's a small world. It I, is. I love the plaza for many reasons, and that's what, oh, one of them. It's good to see you, Jenny. Jenny we got to talk about Hoda in high school off the air. Coming yeah. up. Do you ever watch TV with the subtitles on all, all the time. time? Okay, your answer could reveal your age, and it's probably not the way you might think. Joe Fryer's going to explore the unexpected trend that's driving the battle for control over the remote. All right. Then after that, looking for... A cozy winter meal, perhaps? Well, how does this sound? Roasted apple butter chicken. It is one of Chef Will's favorite comfort food dishes, and he's about to let us in on that recipe. Looking forward to that. Plus, movie guru Dave Carger is in the house, and that is because today's Oscar nominations. Big morning here. He's going to walk us through all the favorites, the surprises, (laughs) and inevitably a few snubs. Yes. That's right. And then coming up on the third hour, we're going to bring a chiropractor in to separate fact from myth when it comes to our bodies, like the best sleeping position for our back. Oh, okay. And then I hope you'll be here tomorrow morning. Austin Butler and Callum Turner, they're starring in a new Apple
Apple TV Plus series from Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, and they will be here. Plus, Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh will be stopping by. Wow. But first, Valentine's Day is coming up fast, and you're looking for a way uh, for love. We want to play... Cupid. Okay. So if you live in the tri-state area, make some plans to be to be here on Monday, February 12th. We have a special dating event for people looking for love. Yosef, you can find more details <laughs> I, on our website. I didn't today. say it. I was just looking uh, at it. I didn't say well, it. you thought it. You uh, thought it. Are you looking uh, for love, Yosef? Yeah. He might be. He might be. Uh, yeah. oh. Oh. Mr. Oh. Mr. Roker, can you save him? Hearts with the check the only weather. thing red right oh, now. All I know is if loving you is wrong, oh my God. I don't want to be right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at our weather right now. Ladies, sweet piece of man candy. Anyway, uh, for today, we're looking at a flood risk uh, through down through the Gulf. We've got milder highs through the plains, wet weather in the Pacific Northwest, icy travel through the Great Lakes. Then for tomorrow, that wet weather and heavy rain moves up into the mid-Mississippi and uh, Tennessee River Valleys. Look for a new storm coming into the Pacific Northwest, some snow through New England. And we're just walking over this way. Uh, Hoda's, Hoda is is beckoning me over uh, somewhere over this way, over over here. Oh, it's, I love this family. They we have a gingers here. And a, what's and your a, name? And a birthday boy. Right here. How old are you? 13. And what's your name? Kelly. 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 Kelly's very excited to be here. We're what's happy your name? Here. Finley. Finley. I love it. Kelly and Finley. And mom uh, and dad. All right. Happy y'all are all here. Right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Coming up next. Why are young people completely obsessed with watching their favorite shows and movies with subtitles, whether they need them or not? Joe Fryer is on the case. But first, this is today on NBC. All right, we are back 8.36 with a growing debate taking place in homes and right in front of the TV. Should you watch your favorite shows and movies with the subtitles mm. on? Well, a recent survey show the younger you are, the more likely you are to say yes to that. NBC's Joe Fryer still mm. the closer look. Joe, good morning. Hey, hey there, good morning. So we know that closed captioning is an essential tool for those who are deaf and hard of hearing. And you need subtitles if you're watching a foreign film. But more and more viewers are using subtitles for movies and TV shows in their primary language, especially millennials and Gen Z. It is a divisive issue, sparking squabbles for couples and families. These days, the bickering around the TV isn't over what to watch, but how to watch. I like subtitles. I feel like they're helpful, and they add they add to the experience. I see you sighing yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> I hate subtitles. I think it's very distracting from the movie or TV that you're trying to watch. Melanie Torres and Chase Brown are social media influencers. They recently dramatized their disagreement on TikTok. Those who agree with Melanie say subtitles can help them focus or maybe help them understand thick accents. How do you decide? You flip a coin, rock, paper, scissors, like... Uh, whoever gets to the TV first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, whoever gets exactly. to the TV first, whoever can... If she goes to the bathroom, sometimes I'll click them off real quick. These couch quarrels are quite commonplace with a striking generational divide. A YouGov survey found that 18 to 29-year-olds watch TV in their native language with subtitles 63% of the time. For 30 to 44-year-olds, it's far less, 37% of the time. Ages 45 to 64, just 29%. Numbers reflected in the ship household. Who in the family likes watching with subtitles? 
<laughs> Just one. Twenty-five-year-old Olivia Ship lives with her parents, Debbie and Lloyd, in California. Olivia, why do you like watching with subtitles? The audio for what the actors have is so low, it's hard to hear what they're saying and almost sounds like they're mumbling. She also took her frustrations to TikTok. They don't put on subtitles. And then they get mad when you don't want to watch TV with them. And we're like, really, honey? I didn't realize that that was such a problem. So now we have subtitles on all the time. Even though her parents also find subtitles distracting. I've tried to turn them off and I end up changing the color or, you know, something goes really wrong. Subtitles date back to the early 1900s when they were called inner titles, those title cards you saw between scenes in silent movies. After the transition to talkies, subtitles were born, growing more complex over the decades with the evolution of movies, then TV, then streaming. For those who are deaf and hard of hearing, there's also closed captioning, which in addition to dialogue, describes other sounds like music or sound effects. It's technology that's becoming much more common and in some houses, much more polarizing. What's your advice to people who are having this struggle? We don't really have an answer to that yeah. because we're still struggling with it ourselves. Yeah. You just want to let other couples out there know you're not alone. Yeah, you're, no, yeah. you're definitely not alone. Definitely and not. Some theories in yeah. why younger generations like subtitles more. A lot of social media videos are subtitled, oh. so they're used to it. Also, a lot of people are watching things on their mobile devices. Yeah. The quality of audio often isn't as good. Sometimes, and this is a younger generation thing that I don't fully get, people just intentionally watch things with the audio off. They just oh, they read it. And, read it, oh. and that's also uh -huh. another reason why it's uh -huh. kind of a little more common with younger people. You guys subtitles? Yes, no? Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm huge like on the subtitles, but I, feel, I find it hard to make out the, the dialogue a lot of times. If it's just fast, turn up the volume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> turn up the volume. Turn up the volume. But what if they're talking fast? Yeah. Turn up the volume. You can like rewind succession. it. <laughs> the dialogue is so fast. I don't uh -huh. want to miss it. So I right. put the subtitles on. How about they're, you? They're saying uh, they're going to have a th uh, they're going to have a think. Yeah, they're going to have a thing. Saying. I think sometimes the closed caption gets on and I can't get it off the remote. I can't even <laughs> yeah. figure that out. So I find myself <laughs> reading. But there wow. you go. I watch thank it. you, Johnny. Joe, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope the subtitles were accurate for, for your story there. Up next, a bowl of comfort food that you're going to want to dive straight into. Chef Will Coleman's in the house. He's going to put his yeah. twist on roast chicken and mashed potatoes, the ultimate comfort dinner. But first, this is today on NBC. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Oh, welcome back. This morning on Today's Table, we're going to bring you a warm and cozy meal that is easy to make on one of those frigid winter nights. And to do that, we bought in chef and content creator Will Coleman cooking. Will Coleman in the building. This is one of your, your favorite hearty meals, It right? is. Apple butter chicken. I'm from Michigan, so apples are a part of my heart. Yeah. And we're in wintertime, and there's no running, running from it, so we got to... Cook. And you can scan that QR code, by the way. Scan the QR code below to get all of the ingredients that we need. And you use what, what, skin? We're doing skin on chicken. Skin on, okay. You know, you can do pork if you wanted to. But I like skin on chicken because it's pretty lean while still having that rich fattiness from the skin. Yeah. I'm going to sear some olive oil just until it's crispy, golden brown, just for a few minutes. not going to be fully cooked in the middle. I'm going to ask you the question Al Roker always likes to ask. Could you swap out thighs? Could you use Absolutely. thighs instead yeah. of breasts? Okay. Absolutely. Whatever's on sale, I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> Your family likes, I'm down for it, right? Right? Yeah. All right, so we've got the ch- chicken cooking in some olive mm-hmm. oil. You want to see that with salt and pepper, uh, TV magic, you know how we do. And you know, apple butter chicken, so some fresh apples. Doesn't matter what kind of apple? Um, I like to do red apples, uh, maybe a Cosmic Crisp apple, um, a Red Delicious, anything that's like sweet, I like to do. And how do you get yours cut so thin? Practicing in the kitchen. Just a pro tip? Practicing in the kitchen. Or you can get some pre-sliced apples from the grocery store. <laughs> uh, I, I like to keep life very simple, no matter who you are, right? It also works. So this is the time we're going to build those flavors. So we got some olive oil in the pan as well. And that chicken fat is going to be in here because you're going to sear the chicken. You're Rind- going to take it out. Okay. Going to render that fat. Yes. Okay. So apple's going right in. I like to do some shallots. The tasting table's already digging in. Yeah, I mean, oh, this yeah. is my favorite part of the studio yeah. right so here. Yes. You can always tell when they like it when they go quiet. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're rarely quiet. That's a great thing. Using some shallots. You can use red onions. Okay. Whatever's on sale, like I said. You got some garlic there. Garlic, too. Garlic. I love garlic. The more, the better. Maybe not a first date food, but <laughs> a family cozy meal. This works perfect, right? So you've got white wine. If you didn't want to use white wine, a lot of folks don't even like cooking with alcohol. What could you swap out? Uh, chicken broth, chicken vegetable broth, broth vegetable, uh, beef broth. Um, use it works for you. I like the white wine because it adds a bit more flavor, but the um, no garlic waste over here. The, the wine just adds a bit more bold flavor, but the chicken broth works too. Okay, so we're going to let that simmer let down. Let it simmer down. And then once it's all perfectly cooked, we're going to add that broth or wine in. We're going to add some butter for that rich fattiness that we all love. And then we're also going to add some lemon juice for some acid. Okay. And it's apple butter chicken. So what's going in? Apple, apple butter. butter. Apple butter. You can think of apple butter as like applesauce bougie cousin. <laughs> um, it's a bit more rich. It has cinnamon, cloves, allspice, oh. everything you need. What's, I know her. What's the word? What's <laughs> the word? Oh, he's stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. So the napkin on the, the suit is just everything I need yeah. in my life right now. Thank so you, Chef. So this is... This is our sauce. So this all, right. all cooked down, right? It's a beautiful thickened sauce. And then that chicken breast is going to go right back in. It's still a little raw in the middle. We just wanted to get that color on the skin, get that fat rendered. And we're going to put it in the oven to finish cooking it. So this time, skin side up. All right. Skin side up. So the skin doesn't get soggy. And it can actually get crispy when you're baking it in the oven. So how long do we bake it in the oven? About 15 minutes. Or you can get your cooking thermometer. We don't want food poisoning. So make no. sure it's at 165 before you eat that chicken. And this is how it looks before you're done. I'm going to, I'm going to dig it. And and those, those are your mashed potatoes, too. Does chicken still rise the temperature when you take it out of the oven like meat does? It does. It does. So maybe you take you it out. You pull it at 130 and oh, it goes up to 35? Yeah, it's the carryover cooking. So you don't want dry chicken in our lives, right? So take it out a little bit before and let it rest and it rises. Cool. Oh, you know cool. what you're doing. I'm coming over for dinner. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Come on. Doors open. Way, I want to show folks at home this, this, your nails here. This is beautiful. It, they, they call it indigo. It matches my 
beautiful indigo outfit. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank That's you very much. Beautiful. Very nice. Chef, thank you so much. Chef, well, always thank a pleasure. You, Again, you can buy the ingredients for this recipe by just scanning that QR code. It's also today.com slash today table. Will's going to be back on the third hour with another delicious recipe. What are yes. we, what are we uh, looking through? We're doing shrimp scappy stuff shell. Oh, I'm yeah. saying. I love shrimp scappy. Right. A little fusion. Up next, though, <laughs> Dave Carter's in the house to break down this morning's Oscar nominations. Just set to come out. But first, this is today on NBC. Huge morning in Hollywood. Nominations for the 96th Academy Awards actually being announced as we speak. As we speak in here to break down the nominees, snubs, and surprises, Turner Classic Movies host Dave Carger. He's out with a brand new book today, too, called 50 Oscar Nights. Oh, cool. Good timing. How about that? We you will ask you, you about this cool book, but first we've got to get to this breaking news. We've, we're getting the nominations. They're rolling in. Let's yeah. start with Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, it's Best Supporting Actor. The nominees were Sterling K. Brown for American oh, Fiction, wow. a movie that's really coming on strong kind of late in the Hollywood season. He is, of course, a multiple Emmy winner, but this mm-hmm. is his first Oscar nomination, and he's up against four guys who have all been nominated before. So Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., who I think is going to win, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. And it was a question of, would Mark Ruffalo get nominated for Poor Things? Would his co-star Willem Dafoe get nominated oh, for right. Poor Things? They've <laughs> so kind of each it. been getting nominations. Mark right, Ruffalo. Let's, let's talk supporting actress. Well, this one is the reverse. There's yeah. only one person here who's been nominated or won before, and that's Jodie Foster. The other four are first-time Oscar wow. nominees, including America Ferreira from Barbie. She had that wonderful monologue that near the end speech. of the film. Yeah. Dave, I enjoy Randolph, who I just adore from the movie The Holdovers. Danielle Brooks, who's so great in The Color Purple, just steals the movie. She was the only acting nominee from that film. And then Emily Blunt, who is a fixture at other award shows uh-huh. like the SAG Awards mm-hmm. and the Golden Globes, but this is her first Oscar All nomination right. for Oppenheimer. All right. We, let's take through them a little quicker. We got yeah. Best Actor. Best Actor is a great race. Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, Jeffrey Wright. These are the five guys that got the nominations for the SAG Awards. Jody Left Foster's out here was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Jodie Foster. Jody in that category. Oh, wow, she looks a little different. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. That was okay. A, okay, what's breaking news? Yeah. Okay, so how about Best Actress? Best Actress, the big news here is that Margot Robbie was not nominated oh, for Barbie. Wow. And that really surprises me. Instead, they gave that slot, if you will, to Annette Benning for Nyad. Oh, she was so great in that. that. Yeah. She has never won an Oscar. And I, one of these days she will. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think the front runner is Emma Stone here who could win her second Oscar for Poor Things. And then I want to shout out Sandra Huller, great European actress for this movie called Anatomy of a Fall, which did very well with big nominations. I love that film. Well, let's talk about Best yeah. Picture. That was coming in yes, as we were coming on yeah, so right I, now. I saw about half of the nominees that were there. So American Fiction was nominated, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon. So this this 10 I'm looking at right here are the 10 that were predicted. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and the Poor Things. And then this film, The Zone of Interest, which is a really fascinating film that's set during the Holocaust. It was nominated for Best Director for Jonathan Glazer, Best Screenplay, and Best Picture, a movie that people are just learning about. Very powerful so you film. You said Greta Gerwig was not nominated yeah. for Barbie. Not nominated for surprising. Best Director. Instead, they gave her spot again, if you will, to this European director named uh, Justine Trier for a film called Anatomy of a Fall, which is yeah. actually my favorite movie of the year. A really brilliant European courtroom drama that had a wonderful showing today. So those are the snubs that you just mentioned. Those are the, Anything else, any other surprises that popped up to I mean, you? something minor like Killers of the Flower Moon was not nominated for screenplay, but did very well across the board. Again, Leonardo DiCaprio not getting a nomination for that film just speaks to me that it was a very 
powerful and crowded year in the best actor category. There are a lot of great things for people to choose from. And I also would have liked to have seen a couple of the cast members from May, December get in there. The film with Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. You thought Julianne Moore might be nominated. I thought she would get another nomination. But um, instead, I think maybe America Ferreira uh, got in there over her, which is very deserved. She's fantastic in Barbie. And we had Danielle here um, a week or so ago from The Color Purple. She's incredible, like lights up a screen. And she's the, you said, the lone member of that film to get nominated. Yes, uh, her co-star, Coleman Domingo, did get nominated for his other film, Uh, Rustin. But anyone who sees The Color Purple, that performance by Daniel Brooks, it just blew me away. I just loved it. I'm watching Nyad right now, actually. And both Annette Bening and Jodie Foster getting nominations and well-deserved. Well-deserved. I just love seeing Jodie Foster do anything. I know you guys were talking to her recently for True Detective. She is so winning in Nyad, every scene she's yeah. in, I just wanted more and oh. more of her. I'm really happy those two women both got in there. quickly about your book? Yeah. What's happening? It dropped yes. today. It's a, it's a book called 50 Oscar Nights. I did new interviews with 50 Oscar winners from Meryl Streep to Julia Roberts, Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Hudson, John Legend, all about the day that they won oh, their Oscars. That. From the moment they woke up to the moment they went to sleep, stories they've never told before. Some really, really fun stories. So fun. It's a coffee table book, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. some great archival photos oh. in there. It was an absolute pleasure to put together. Perfect timing, Dang. too, yeah. for you, Dave. You. Like that? Thank you. Yeah. Well done. It's almost like you planned it. Dave's going to be back on our third hour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.